You are Locked On Cavaliers, your daily Cleveland Cavaliers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Cleveland Cavaliers select Darius Garland from Vanderbilt University. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to today's episode of Locked On Cavs, your number one Cleveland Cavaliers podcast and part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Also brought to you by Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. On today's episode, we're joined by Cavs Twitter member Alona Deb to talk about Kevin Love, the Miss LeBron dunk, and the 2014-15 Cavaliers. Hey. <laughs> we'll just get it underway. Uh, yeah. Alona, how are you? How are you doing? How's it going today? I'm good. How about yourself? I cannot complain. It is abnormally cold outside for May. Um, I th- garbage. It's uh, yeah. <laughs> frost advisory. I saw that on my phone. There's a frost advisory. It's absolutely miserable i'm i'm tired of wearing sweaters and other things just to try and survive because i'm too cheap to turn on my heat and i can't justify it in may to my gas company that i have my heat still on and i'm sure as you heard everyone yelling garbage in the background as always is my co-host chris manning chris how are you doing today uh i'm over the cold um you know getting snow in may is an ohio thing yeah it sucks just um it it's a it's a probably top two worst thing about living in ohio is like the spring snow and i'm a pro winter person but this is just give me my warmth i want to go i want to go outside i want to go running like you can still run i need the cold. fresh air especially right now you know like we're just yeah. stuck inside all day and like whatever but give me give me some fresh air and get, get rid of the snow um i'm over the cold and i'm sick i'm just it's, it's not what you want well chris we can heat things up today with some spicy takes about our favorite, uh, that's an air quotes, that's why I hesitated there, franchise, the Cleveland Cavaliers. And like I talked about in the opener, we have three options here. And Alona, since you're the guest, it's guest choice. We can talk about the Miss LeBron dunk, the 2014-15 Cavs, or we can talk about Kevin Love, the more misunderstood Cavalier of the big three. So where do you want, um, where do you want to guess head we first? Can, let's start with the 2014-2015 Cavs. Let's go with that one. Okay. So Yeah, let's do that. If this team was fully healthy, I think they could win the title. Do you, I think we're all in agreement with that? Yes. Okay. Okay. Absolutely. So I guess this is going to be a really short segment here. Yeah, I think. Well, <laughs> I, let me ask this. I mean, I don't know how you guys feel. I am, I am a little unsure about how strongly I feel it. I don't think it's like a lock. Um, um, no. I and I. There's two reasons. There's two to me reasons why. Number one. Um, you know, I, I do, there is just like the wondering if they figure out some of the lineup stuff and um, some of the things that did work later. Obviously, I think what LeBron does in that series is a, almost like a preview of what he did in 28 in the last run when he's just dragging everybody. He's doing like a, that in a much more condensed setting in the series. The other factor is just David Blatt. Like, um, mm-hmm. I do not think you win 2016 without Ty. I do not think you're getting the most out of everyone in making the right adjustments and knowing how to, where to go with things in, in 2016 without Ty, David Blatt is still coaching this team. And we're, as we're doing our book club, as people know, like the David Blatt tenure was not 
exactly chill or the most productive for everybody so like i just don't know if if david blatt is your head coach um if the dna is exactly there and also you i think this team notably doesn't quite have the option to go small at times like you needed to um in 2014 like you don't like in 20 in 2016 you don't have like the Richard Jefferson piece. You don't have the like a Jeff Green piece to kind of do that. You're playing Mozgov and and Love and and Tristan if you're healthy. And I wonder what that looks like. I'm not saying Harrison Barnes is like gonna light you up necessarily, Harrison but like Barnes. or like but, but maybe you don't get David Lead in this series. Like mm-hmm. there's little things that I wonder. But I those those are to me like the two three factors where I wonder. Okay, how do these swing? And I think those are what determine the series. And the thing I'm least confident in is David Black. Yeah, I think you're right. I think about I also think that if you we're, we strictly look at just like we take the 2016 team and we put it into the 2015 finals, we're going to think, oh, they're going to win the finals because I don't I think that Golden State was a lot weaker in 2014, 2015 than they were in 2015, 2016. So I'm taking it strictly based on like, mm-hmm. you know, the personnel rather than anything else. And just because I hate golden state warriors and that's fair i want to have you know i know a lot of people don't think i i think a lot of people also think that we wouldn't win the 2016 finals if draymond wasn't suspended there's a lot of what ifs of 2016 there's so many what ifs yeah but i do agree that if you took that 2016 team and plopped it into the 15 finals the warriors don't have that championship swagger you don't have Steph shimmying up and down the court i mean draymond's still gonna talk trash and be a dog the entire fight um I do wonder there are a lot of what ifs of this as well because um, this 2015 finals team was endearing to me in the fact that we got to see bully ball with the Cavs where Mozgov was putting up career numbers in a meaningful game in the NBA finals and LeBron and Della Vadova are willing this team to victory. So I don't know if we'd see that though if you put that 2016 team in there because there's a lot more finesse, there's a lot more spacing and I think you can play Golden State at their game and um, the 2015 finals is also where they discovered the death lineup too. So... I don't know. Maybe, it, yeah, I don't know. Like Chris said, I don't think it's like a presumptive favorite, but I do think I'd feel a lot more safer with the Cavs' chances, even if they were just fully healthy in 2015. If Kyrie didn't shatter his kneecap in Game 1 and Kelly Olynyk didn't pull one of the most bushly, dirty plays in NBA history, um, yeah, no, I think the Cavs would have had a better fighting chance, and it's super admirable that um, even though David Blatt clearly was in over his head at this point, coaching the Cavs, and we still had plenty to go with David Blatt as head coach, um, the Cavs were able to find something to make it work, but I do wonder how differently if we just drop that 2016 team in there. Actually, that's a good that's a good thought exercise, and I really thought of that going into this. If you could pick one of the things to reverse, if you could say, okay, I can... We've always talked about both these, and I think you'd rather have them full big three full strength yeah but if you could pick one of these things to take off the board would you rather keep Kyrie and not have him shatter his knee and be able to play the full finals and obviously he was like injured the series before like Mm -hmm. this was not a fully healthy Kyrie or would you rather never have Kevin taken off the board and for in at the beginning of all of this is there one outcome you'd rather have I almost think and this is probably a little bit of a hot take because I think Kyrie and LeBron is obviously this iconic too. I almost would rather have a fully healthy Kevin for the full playoffs because I think the rebounding stuff and his ability to control the tempo of the game in that way, particularly um, in, in points in 2016 when they went death lineup and he could kind of hung as well as he could, mm-hmm. I think that's an underrated impact he had. So I almost think that I would rather have Kevin and Kyrie, you know, obviously you're missing some creation there, but 
you could go bully ball LeBron with a healthy Kevin Love at that time, I, I wonder, I would kind of like to see how that works out. Yeah, and I would like a few uh, outlet passes. That'd be nice too. Didn't get enough of those. The LeBron I know. For love. Not, like if there's a missed opportunity, it's the it's that we didn't see as much Kevin launching stuff to LeBron that during that era. It no, just I mean, wasn't there for whatever reason. And I'm going completely off topic just because this always plays in my head. But that um, outlet pass during the Washington Wizards game. Remember when he hit that shot, that buzzer beater. Mm-hmm. That was by far one of the most beautiful Cav moments in history, I think. I mean, aside from like the finals, but I can watch that clip like a hundred times a day. It's so good. No, it it is. It's like basketball. It's like basketball porn for sure. But it's, it's definitely basketball porn. I mean, like obviously the shot is amazing, but that pass, like not many people can do that. If any at all, Lonzo ball cannot do that. Mm -hmm. I don't know. He gets credit all the time. And I'm like, that would not fly. So I Lonzo think that's Ball also is not going to have labrums. I don't know if you've seen the video of him working out, but like my guy is literally tearing his labrums. Working Didn't out you make fun? Did you make fun of that? I feel like yeah, it was you that did, made fun of it. it yeah. And it's been in my head since then, because it is one of the, like your professional athlete, like you could probably buy better equipment than like the stuff that like no shade of that, but like get some like rogue stuff, get like some real stuff and like, don't have your at that point. boy. Like, yeah, give me, give me, I need, I, I need the gym. Um, just like, Let's like just get Lonzo Ball not tearing his labrum doing lifts over it. Like just get someone to show you how to do this. Like he literally is just like literally is asking himself to tear his shoulders. He looked really weird in that video. Yeah, and like why you like why are you and your boy just like shirtless? Like like what do what is there's a lot of questions I have. Wants attention. Yeah, yeah. That's all it boils down to is he wants attention. Like, but I think yeah. Just 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 like do the right form. Like you like if I'm if I'm David Griffin, I'm like calling him and being like, we're sending you videos. Right. Uh, like, like, like you could find an app and do that. Like, it's, it's, um, it's especially um, because he's already so like injury prone. Like mm-hmm. every other day, I I look at like that list and it's like, oh, you know, he's a he's DNP because he tore his like whatever, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, just twisted his ankle. But mm-hmm. yeah. so okay, here's Kyrie. I just want to. I don't. I cannot oh, remember. Chris, I'm numbers. gonna give my thought because I'm opposite look, of you two listen, i'd rather listen, have listen. i'd rather have a healthy Kyrie than a healthy kevin okay. because i have okay, a different reason 10 to 22 from the f- field in game one had six assists seven boards four steals uh two blocks the, the i didn't he have a block on curry and was it the, the that went into that's game? what yeah they went into overtime yeah, because okay. of that yeah so Kyrie is just like amazing in this game and this is like the this is like the game that i think Cavs twitter collectively was like this is Kyrie actually defending. This guy exists. Like, I know he sucks a lot in the regular season, but this guy does exist. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's the argument for it. I just wonder if, like, I mean, I, if you could guarantee me that he's fully healthy and, like, not banged up, I think he's probably the answer. But, like, yeah. we just know he missed, what, two games in the Bulls series that year? Mm-hmm. Kyrie mm-hmm. was never, like, I think fully yeah. functional. And, like, when you get him in 2016, the version you get is that. And then, you know, we've fleetingly seen it since. See, here's my stance, though, is – it's more of a long play for me. Like, yeah, I agree that having Kevin as an option as a rebounder and a big body when the Cavs go bully ball, like, yeah, that, oh, that easily could help the Cavs. Not easily, but it would push the Cavs over the edge at least against Golden State in this series. But I think of a long play here. And Chris, because of the book club we're doing, I remember um, the chapter where Kyrie shatters his kneecap. Um, Dredrick Irving is accusing David Griffin of <laughs> saying, like, he was okay, he was okay over and over again. 
And part of me wonders if this injury started the divide between the Irving family and the Cavaliers organization. Obviously, playing along LeBron was a huge dividing factor as well. But if you had a fully healthy Kyrie and you can guarantee he doesn't get hurt, maybe we don't go through one of the messiest divorces in sports history as well. Just my two cents. We will be talking about that more. That's a tease. There's more of that on this episode, I think. And then also, I think, we're going to do a whole Kyrie episode because I think in the last five years, it is the big biggest Cavs what if. I would would say it it kind of has to be. Um, I can't think of anything bigger. Can you guys? Nope. Not at all. I mean, that was a really weird time. I I wasn't expecting it. I remember because I... I usually turn my uh, notifications off, but I remember like I just got like from Bleacher Report and ESPN and SportsCenter like Kyrie demanded a trade and all this all this stuff, and I was like, that's eh, probably not true, you know, whatever. But then it grew and grew and grew, and then he ultimately got traded for like, yeah, I mean, we don't want to talk about what he got traded for, but because you know, kick rocks Isaiah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah uh, I, I think um, about the family that I saw walk here on Cleveland in the Isaiah Thomas jerseys when after like the opening night that year, like a lot. I just, I just, that's like one hundred and fifty dollars thrown down the drain. Were you uh, optimistic, optimistic at all with him, or were uh, you like a pessimist as soon as because I kind of was like eh, maybe, but if he would have been healthy, I would have been more good I, the injury stuff was just like yeah. years ago because I mean, he's already hip, small and like all this yeah stuff. a hip injury no less mm-hmm. yeah yeah I, once that stuff came out i was a little like okay i, I don't know about it. and you were never going to be able to like Kyrie underratedly could switch and like you even you saw this in the in the finals here which is another good reason to think of him he could at least switch and like would use his body and um at least could like fight in in ways that isaiah just cannot so like if if, like, you're switching him on a Steph, he's going to get cooked. If you switch him on to Clay, he's going to get cooked. Like, Kyrie, even if he's going to get scored on, ultimately, he has the ability to make them work in a way that Isaiah never could. Um, and that's another reason to think, okay, if Kyrie's healthy in 2014-15, and he's – if he's healthy in that finals, like, there's there's the firepower. I mean, people will wrongly say that Delhi made the Cavs better than Kyrie did forever and ever and ever. But, like, mm-hmm. Delhi in that series, one of the reasons he at least had some kind of a positive impact was just – Botting up people and like drinking coffee before games like a psychopath going to the hospital yeah you know, <laughs> got uh, dehydration due to coffee that's <laughs> that's crazy I, I feel like thinking about that like he actually like worked to the death during that game yeah. it's just it's nuts go oh, deli we love deli no deli forever deli forever, deli forever. Yes. and i think that's and his kid is really cute his kid is super cute avocado toast Lord Matthew Delabadova. He eats avocado toast all the way ever. He always posts about it too. It's like his thing every day. Yeah. He'll post his avocado the, toast. The most basic thing he does. He's just very basic. <laughs> He's no. basic, but we love him. Love He's him. a legend. Kev's a legend. He got a coffee out of this actually. There's a Cleveland coffee company that made a coffee like a deli roast after this as well, if I remember correctly. And it was like went to charity, but like deli. This is this, this was peak deli. This finals is probably peak deli, right? Peak deli. And then didn't he suddenly like at the end of this season before everything like stopped? And he wasn't he getting okay with yeah, like his he three points? Yeah, I'm like, of course, like you know things. It's just so crappy that things were starting to like look up. I mean, there were ugly moments, but things were looking up. And then, you know, the season yeah. had to get suspended, which sucks because mm-hmm. that's just Cavs. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. it's the whole NBA, but it's like the Cavs because yeah, we right. stunk. So. All right, so I think this is a good stopping point for us here, but we'll be right back with more what if scenarios with the Cavs on Locked On Cavs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. 
Built Bars are tasty. It's a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, and it comes in 16 amazing flavors, 8 without nuts, and 8 that are nut-free for those who are allergic to it. You know, the bars are covered in 100% chocolate, and they're soft and easy to chew. You know, Built Bars are healthy as well. They're built for a health-conscious guy or gal, because there are ladies who listen to this podcast, too. And with Built Bars, you can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. They're low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, and high-fiber. And one of my favorite flavors is mint brownie, which did you know, Chris, has 15 grams of protein, 110 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and 5 grams of net carbs for those keto-conscious folks listening right now? Yeah, and you also have the great chocolate peanut butter brownie, which is my favorite flavor with 20 grams of protein. And they also just, Evan, brought back the cookie dough flavor. Oh, a classic. A classic protein bar flavor. And unlike other brands that you and I as you know, failed high school, well, at least in my case, a failed high school athlete um, was sucking down and eating, and those were garbage. This is, they're, they're, as we've said, they taste like a candy bar, but they're a protein bar, and you're getting your, your macros, you're getting that healthy snack in, and they're great. I would highly recommend them. No, they're really great. And today, for our listeners, if you go to BuiltBar.com and use a promo code Locked On, you'll get $10 off your first order. Use promo code Locked On, spelled L O C K E D O N for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. God, I hate Adderate sometimes. <laughs> okay. All right, we're back, and we are doing what if scenarios with Alana Depp. Al- Alona Deb. Alona Deb. I really butchered that one. I'm really killing That's it today. Okay. <laughs> we just touched base on the 2014 2015 Cavaliers, and we still have two kind of, we have a what if scenario and then just a rabbit hole of options there's just one guy in general and again the floor guest choice what would you like to talk about the lebron dunk or would you like to talk about kevin wesley love himself well we'll talk about the lebron dunk gotta talk about that okay cool 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 so i ask everyone this because i think we've brought this up a few times now ever since during this two months that the league has been shut down um did you think he broke his wrist or his hand after he attempted that and missed that dunk My one side of my brain says yes, and the other side of my brain says no. I'm very 50-50 about that. But I get that. I, he, it's so hard to tell with him because he's such like a workhorse, and he's like this like, you know, you can. I didn't even know he broke his hand. Didn't he break his hand in the 2018 finals too? He, or his wrist? We think he did because he punched a That's dry. Because he, he had like a punched a yeah. race board. Allegedly. Right. So I don't. I don't know. I think it. I guess sorry that he did. If he did, but. I couldn't tell. I just thought he maybe just needed a moment to, kind of to collect himself. Mm-hmm. A lot of people think that that's why he was on the floor for so long. But I, I, I'm leaning more towards I don't think he did. I think it was just like a you know stinger or whatever you want to call it. I personally don't think he did. That's fair. Chris, I don't know if I've asked you. Do you think he broke it? Wrist. I don't and... think he did. I think at okay. the time I thought he did. This is just <laughs> a disagreement I, podcast I, I, today. Okay. <laughs> well, but so, but I, I think it, when I think about this, um, the there's two ways to look at this dunk. Number one is the in moment thing because if he hits it, it is immediately the highlight. Like that's bigger than the block. That's bigger than the sh- like. Even though that would not have been the game saving block or the game finals winning shot, that is a good the defining play because he absolutely would have murdered Draymond Green. Even like it is like he went a crowd in a parking lot. All year tweeting a retirement conference the next day. 
people all year are tweeting like Ja Morant missed dunks, and I love Ja. Ja's great. Ja's a lot of fun. But like this is like that's like a level five. Like his d- miss dunk on Kevin is like a five out of ten. This is a eleven out of ten miss dunk. This is the only miss dunk that we should be talking about forever because he literally almost murdered Draymond Green on national television in the last minute of a finals. Um, if he hits it, not only is the game like a complete wrap, but like it is, uh, it is, it is ultimately the I think the highlight of all highlights from that finals. In the moment, it is one of the most tense things to go back and watch because he almost hits it. He's down for what feels like an hour, and then he gets back up, and then he believe he misses the first free throw yep. and then makes the second to kind of ice the game. And I think when you look at this beyond it, okay, so that would have sealed the game. They went and win the game anyway. I think if he hits it and you go beyond, um, you go beyond that series, I think this is like another thing that pro- that alienates Kyrie. It has at least the potential to alienate Kyrie even more because – Part of the reason I think Kyrie ultimately wants to go is he wants to be his own guy, like do his own thing. He he gets the shot. He 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 has un, unquestionably hit the biggest shot in of Cavs history. One of the most important shots in NBA history. He has that moment. If LeBron hits this dunk, I don't. I wonder how much shine gets taken off of the shot because of what LeBron does less than a minute later. And obviously LeBron it gets. 95 percent of the credit for the title, which is both fair and unfair. And I and if you're Kyrie, I get it. Um, but I wonder if this dunk just makes that even more of a weird dynamic between those two because you're coming into it uh, the next season. Kyrie is, you know, hit the actual game-winning shot, but LeBron has the block. He has the, he'll have the, what is the dunk? He'll have the, he's the hero of the parade. I can't, I can't really remember much from Kyrie at the parade. Like I remember Jr. I remember Mo Williams. I remember LeBron. I remember like some other guys. Sasha, Sasha. I remember more Sasha Khan than I do. Kyrie from the parade and like if you go into next season and Kyrie is like even more like clearly not the guy I wonder what that looks like I don't know I their relationship obviously became unsalvageable to some degree I wonder if that's expedited if LeBron hits that dunk I don't that's like unfair speculation but I I I wonder that a lot because of how it ended yeah I wonder it too and I think you're both wrong um I definitely thought maybe it's LeBron theatrics and it's the heat of the moment but I was convinced he broke his wrist when that happened and I'm like great it's over the Warriors won right like the Cavs were comfortably up um, quote unquote comfortably but I'm just like great it's over the Warriors won my heart's gonna get broken again I was convinced they weren't gonna win it um it's like to the 2018 finals and I'm like all right I don't expect the Cavs to win this and by the end of game one I was beyond depressed because like the cat the Cavs yeah. were in it until jr blew it but there's plenty of other things that went wrong in that scenario as well so we can't get too judgy with jr there but i think about that but um yeah no if lebron did make that dunk i definitely think it would expedite Ky- Kyrie's exit out of cleveland because um Kyrie was always firm in the camp that the Cavs never needed lebron when he they talked about bringing him back. I think Kyrie was very pro bringing the Cavs, bringing in Gordon Hayward if they could. Um, Utah would have matched any offer Cleveland would have made anyway, so it doesn't matter. But um, yeah, no, I think that would have just caused an even bigger divide in the relationship. And yeah, Chris, now that you say it, and now I'm thinking about it, I don't really remember Kyrie much in the parade. I do remember LeBron gassing him up on the stage, saying that this he could be an MVP one day, and that's just like a sad what if to think like what if we saw the best of Kyrie in 2016 and 2017 and then we've slowly just watched him decline and deteriorate after that because it's a shame because he's such a talented and gifted player but um yeah no I don't remember much of Kyrie and 
no, I'd agree. Like him, LeBron making that dunk and LeBron pretty much encapsulating the closing moments of the biggest moment in franchise history uh, would definitely ruffle his feathers. And yeah, he'd be happy to be a champion and happy in the moment, but like long term, Kyrie would just would have been even more pissed and just would have wanted out sooner, which is a shame. <laughs> yeah, very bitter. Yeah, it's really bitter. He, he... With, though, I want to ask with that dunk. Um, would you guys say if that if the, he hits that dunk, is that is that the highlight of the yeah. finals? Like, I think the, I think the block is now. Yes. I, I would say in the order of the three, you go block. In terms of how we remember them, mm-hmm. it's block, shot, stop. Right. The yes. dunk would be number one, correct? Mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah. No. Um. Well, poor Kevin Love again. Everyone will just forget about him. I think everyone will just forget <laughs> about the, shit, the stop period at that point. But, yeah, no. If LeBron made that dunk, it'd go dunk, block, shot, stop. And then the stop would be like a distant memory just because of how hyped that dunk was, which is a shame to think. I mean, that dunk, I mean, it's, you ever noticed, um, speaking of Kevin, how he like jumps thinking that it goes in Mm -hmm. and then it kind of just doesn't. And and it's like, you can, I, it's, it's, I trying to think like how we would all react if that dunk went in. Like, I don't even, I can't process what I would be doing. I'd be so hyped. I'd be like, I don't even know. I'd be running because I live in an apartment. I'd be like running down the hallways and screaming. And it's it's a it's probably one of the biggest what ifs in Cavs history. I was I think. at PJ McIntyre's in Cleveland when this happened, so I really I could never be out in public. I would be a disaster. Oh, it was yeah, I would. Such a a, I'm already <laughs> like a let's not hang out in crowds person. So right. kudos to you, Evan, for like yes. being in the city. I was with my dad um i'd been him and i I'd, I'd been home from a trip for like three days and was like still jet lagged and tired and um was like i that night was very just i i've never watched a basketball game I mean, which i had to write about uh, which was which was more wait, hard to wait, like wait, sit wait, chilly wait. Through. didn't you podcast with custom justin and carter drunk after they that absolutely roasted me for being like chris like you're not being mr objective man and i because i was just like floating because that whole yeah that and i think i had to go to work no i, I didn't go to work i didn't go back. i don't know if i had to go to work then like, i can't remember i did i, I generally can't I remember miserable. i did like ends up I'm... i went to sleep at 4 a.m that that day that night that morning whatever i think i did too i, I had, like my alarm it, and then i woke six. up the next day i didn't even care i went to work and i was just so excited and everyone yeah. was so excited no one and i'm i think at my job i'm probably like the biggest Cavs fan and everyone knows it mm-hmm. um but i i took the day off to go to the parade and it's i, I can't i can't believe that i went to sleep so late and i functioned normally the next day just because like my adrenaline was still pumping it's just it's wild. I still get I still get it for the dunk for everything when you go back and watch it. It's one of those things that you can just pop right back into it. I think um, mm-hmm. and still feel the, the tension of it. Um, oh I mean rewatching. I mean I'll like when it, I don't know if you did the, like rewatch some of the games that were on during this mm-hmm. like when they've been showing them amid what the sports hiatus. Yes. Some of these games I was like out of the country for like until like game five. So like I was watching them or like consuming them the next day like, on my phone, mm-hmm. um, like, 12 hours after they happened, like, I found out that the whole Draymond LeBron thing, like, the next day from opening up Twitter and just seeing people making jokes about it. So, like, I didn't even, and then, but then the next, but I've watched them now, and it's, like, there's, like, all these little things that I just had not remembered, and I think, I think Game 7 in particular is one of those things where it's just, like, if you were watching that game with any sort of care, 
stuff you're gonna like i mean evan brought this up recorded i did not know little dicky was i probably didn't kick ld I, I, I care about little dicky because of dave i don't care about little dicky because of little dicky but like the fact that he's in the background of that shot is now just like etched in my memory now i just cannot unsee that now that i've, I've seen that because i'm just i just look and i just see like He's making the exact face you would expect him to be making in that moment. It's it's just like there's just uh, it's perfect. It's like the when people I want to like do a tag yourself like I'm gonna tweet this as we're recording because I'm I'm slave to Twitter. But it's like the 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 Kawhi shot from last year when everyone's like tag yourself. Mm-hmm. I'm so and so when like, oh, yeah. Kawhi hits the <laughs> shot and that the memory of that was like this. That's all I can think about now with um with that. It's amazing. At that whole that whole moment that game is just is just wild. Chris, what are your feelings on Guy Fieri before we wrap up this segment? I need to know. Guy Fieri is an American hero. Fieri is an American hero for spending as much money as he has to pay people. The whole story is about him doing like catering weddings and doing weddings for LGBT couples when that was legalized because his sister, I believe, is is LGBT, mm-hmm. um, identifies as LGBT. Guy Fieri forever. Okay. Even though he's a warrior. I don't care. I was going to say, like, he's amazing. how does it feel yeah. that... <laughs> Guy Fieri, Guy Fieri, and Lil Dicky were in attendance to watch LeBron miss that dunk, and then Guy Fieri helped recruit Kevin Durant to the Warriors. I I have no. Uh, Did he really yeah. help recruit him? Yeah, apparently. So he says. So he says. Um, he has a connection to Kevin's agent, and um, then agent because this is before Kevin signed with Rock Nation. Is he with Rock Nation? I could sound like an idiot right now. Chris, Chris, uh, yeah, out, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, Rich Climans is manager, but yeah. I think Rock, not Rock Nation, is a bunch. There of There we go. Yeah, yeah. Guy always said like because he's a big Warriors Raiders guy. Um, UNLV. Uh, his kids are Hunter and Ryder. I know way too much about their family because I watch all of his shows. Um, guy. For those of you who don't know, Guy Fieri is like my guilty pleasure for television consumption. But um, like Chris said, he's all around ten out of ten guy. But you know he 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 claims he was instrumental in bringing Kevin Durant to the Warriors and uh, derailing a possible Cavs dynasty, which is just a, such a huge heartbreaker and a big what if of what if he just you know stayed loyal to his Ohio roots, you know? Was he born? He was born here. From, he was born in Columbus. Didn't know that. Mm-hmm. He. I do watch guys' grocery games though. He did a triple D in Columbus, and he was talking about how he was from there. I'm like, no, you're not. And I looked it up, and no, I'm like, not. oh, he is. <laughs> I had no idea. That's cool, though. Well, and he's a Warriors fan? That's awful. Yeah. It's just... <laughs> you know, it's, some people are just... When you're the, ma- when no you're the mayor, king, ambassador, prime minister, everything of Flavortown, I think you can be a fan of whatever you want. <laughs> there's also... The other... If you want to, like, dunk on Guy Fieri after you realize he's a Warriors fan, there's a... You can find it very easily. Just Google Guy Fieri New York Times, and there's the most savage restaurant review of uh his restaurant that opened up in times square it is one of the the meanest pieces of criticism that i've ever, ever read in my sauce. life and i laugh okay yeah yes oh my god I yeah I have, to, really I have to look that up it's it's uh it makes you like really question it makes you wonder if he's just like done too many episodes of triple d for like his own for his own mm-hmm. mental well-being hey he's successful and he's the face of the food network know. but let's take a quick break let's let everybody look up guy fieri's review in the new york times and read about donkey sauce I'll look, I will also link this in the show notes just so people really, can have these too. <laughs> it, 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 but uh, we'll be right reading. back with more Locked On Cavs right after this quick message from a sponsor. Okay. I'll do this one. Let me tell you about the most useful app on my phone. 
It's hard to find the time to sit down and read and learn more. When you don't have free time, you can't read or work on personal development. There is an incredible app that solves this problem, and I highly recommend it. It's called Blinkist. Blinkist is really unique, and it works on your phone, your tablet, or your web browser. Blinkist takes the best key takeaways, the need-to-know information from thousands of nonfiction books, and condenses them down into just 15 minutes that you can read or listen to. Successful people, like business leaders or restaurateurs like Guy Fieri, are well known for reading a lot of books. Blinkist is made for busy people like you who want to get the main points of a book quickly so you can start using that information right away. And with its audio feature, Blinkist makes it easy to finish a book during your commute, on your lunch break, or while you exercise. 12 million people are using Blinkist right now and it has a massive and growing library. From self-help, business, health to history books, Blinkist has the latest titles from bestsellers lists as well as the classic nonfiction titles you always meant to read but never had the time to. I like Blinkist because in less than 15 minutes, I can feel like I can fast track my path to a more intelligent, informed, healthy me. I use Blinkist when I'm driving my car, making breakfast, and even working out. And right now, for limited time, Blinkist has a special offer just for our audience. Go to Blinkist.com NBA and try it free for seven days and save 25% off your new subscription. That's Blinkist, spelled B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T. Blinkist.com slash NBA to start your free seven-day trial. And you'll also save 25% off, but only when you sign up at Blinkist.com slash NBA. All right, we are back. I hope you guys enjoyed that New York Times review. Um, hopefully, if you have a taste for donkey, if you have a taste for donkey sauce. I should have done it. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. I mean, but if Guy Fieri wants to, like, sponsor the, the network, oh my we're, we're open for business. Chris, the I would faint. Sauce. If I got to meet Guy Fieri, like real, like I, I've met NBA. We like you and I both have met NBA players, and we've like bumped like an executive and like people like we see on TV and everything. But if I met Guy Fieri, that'd be like my biggest starstruck moment. I'm not even gonna lie. Do you know who yeah. would be mine? That's a great segue. Channing. <laughs> oh, that's not. What I, oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. I you, did you, you think not, I was yeah. gonna say Kevin? I did. Say I hundred percent did. No, I. I think for me, if I were to meet Kevin, I'd, I'd laugh. I, but for Channing, I'd be more like, oh my god, you know, I want to like, I want to go out and have like dinner and oh, wine with he, him. That's he's my an accessible uh, guy. You know, and then I would thank him profusely because he's a big reason we won in twenty sixteen nice. too. I'm convinced. Oh no no you don't yeah. if you don't if you don't trade for Channing. You don't yeah. win the title. No. The culture I, stuff is yeah, very, exactly. very real like with him. The, Yeah. And then no road trip in and no Lil Kev and all that stuff. All those like staples. You know how they had like, what they had like two weeks off between uh, series because they swept the first two mm-hmm. teams. So. No, it's good stuff. But speaking of Lil Kev. It's good stuff. Let, we left, we kept the best for last. For those of you for, who follow. That's why I kept Alana the best for last. On Twitter. No, that she was at one point accused of being Kevin Love's burner account on Twitter because she's a staunch <laughs> defender of probably the most misunderstood member of the big three and the one who gets... Wait, wait, wait. Who some... accused you of this? Some grown man. It was like, a, I, I don't know, like earlier last year maybe, and he was like, who cares enough about Kevin Love to talk like this? You must be him. This must be his burner account. And I was like... Pretty sure if I it were his burner account, like it'd be kind of creepy to use like a picture of just this like random girl. Like usually, I feel like burner accounts use like random pictures. They don't use like human pictures. They use like trees or 
like it's not even still like the Twitter egg or whatever. So I was like, no, that's not me, but I'm just going to take it as a compliment. Grown men on Twitter stopping so weird yeah. people. It, I mean, most of the... <laughs> between you and uh, Mollus's Twitter, it's just like, I, I don't, I don't do know. It? I, like, it's just like, before we even talked yeah, on Kevin, I would just how do you do it? Because after we had Brittany on the show and the troglodytes in her mentions forgot to leave us out of her mentions, like... I had to reach out and apologize to her. Oh, there's. I'm gonna send you guys one here in our in our chat. That's even worse than. Evan actually knows more about like because I would you know relay weirdos. I mean, there's one in particular. I'm, I can't mention oh, his name, but I will privately. Um, Please. Yeah, I'm not. I will definitely let you know who it is, and if he listens to this, he might know who he is. But he has definitely gotten on my last nerve because what he says never makes any sense never makes any sense and it's he can't okay spell you just, so oh that you, gave you want to say it's me yeah I, I can't i yeah. can't yeah i can't stand it i can't i don't know how he gets these spellings at all so here i got the two yeah, yeah we're not going to read it out yeah. loud we're going to move past no. it because it, it's i can't read that on the air but no um, you cannot it's, it's just twitter's twitter what do you guys what do you people adult men <sighs> that can like buy firearms and alcohol and join the military and vote doing a lot of questions um yeah Okay, wow. so Kevin Love. Uh, we're not talking about it. Big yeah. Swerve. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Big swerve here. Yep. Kevin Love has been this whole time the the guy that everyone wanted to trade. And yet he when he comes in, he's considered the second best player when he comes to Cleveland. Mm-hmm. I think of of him and Kyrie and LeBron. I think he's yeah. the the theoretical number 2. Mm-hmm. Even though, like, the speculation and Glenn Taylor has said all this stuff, like, he's going to be the Chris Bosh, which ended up being pretty right. Right. I think about Kevin, and I think about, um, I, I, you know, if they move on from him or if they decide, like, the Wiggins thing is worth it, which, oh, boy. Um, yeah, that's another uh, topic. <laughs> that is that is its own just, like, disaster. Yep. If, like, mm-hmm. I don't know how Andrew – there's just no way to know what Andrew Wiggins playing with LeBron what that what that looks like and i don't think the outcomes a lot of the logical outcomes are good but when i think about kevin and i think particularly about like what happens if i think particularly for the franchise what it looks like if they do end up trading him for the paul george stuff Mm -hmm. um where he ends up if he ends up in denver if he ends up in indiana i wonder what he's where he's at now because i um i you guys might remember better than me i don't remember i don't think he'd signed his extension at that point i think he was still kind of on his last contract Mm -hmm. so he would have had some more outs um, could have picked where he wanted to go. I assume, I don't know if Indiana would have like wanted to pony up for him. I, there's just a lot of unknowns. Or if he wanted, would have just taken the money in the same way. You think he might? Um, what the Cavs look like now without him is, to me, without him, I don't think they won a title in 2016. I feel comfortable saying that. I think he helps in ways that don't get talked about enough. Rebounding, spacing, all that. I wonder what the franchise looks like now if he's not around. Um, because I don't know, like, you know, maybe it's easier to tear it down all the way to the studs, but it's also like, you could see a pretty big gap in terms of, like, I think the engagement gap for people with the Cavs is already lower, right? It's already lower than it's been, I think, LeBron Aaron, and there's obvious reasons for that. If Kevin's not around, there's no, like, they've very clearly, along with Colin, made him, like, the guy they want you to care about. Mm-hmm. Like what, what? I don't. There's no structure if he's not around to some degree, and I wonder, you know, I I just wonder what it is if you don't have anyone of his caliber, his his ilk, his money. Like there's just a lot of unknowns about what the, the kind of vacuum he's leaving. Like if you're getting a bunch of, because you're flipping Paul, like you're having to trade or let Paul George walk. 
it's not like Paul George is now in Kevin Love's role. That's mm-hmm. not how this would have worked. Right. I don't. I don't even know. I don't. I. I don't think I can come up with what they would be like if you weren't here. Like they're already really bad. Right. It's not like it's not like this is like you trade Kevin and you're better. It's no. You trade Kevin, and you're somehow even worse and more unwatchable, which is like kind of an accomplishment of its own right. Right, and I think a lot of it has to do with um, just like dynamics, and this season was particularly awful because. I mean, between like the coach, you know, Beeline and all that, it was just not pretty at all. I hardly ever watched games. And when I did, it was like usually midway and it was, they were like, a, you know, a healthy lead, but no, no Cavs lead is healthy. I don't think until the end, not this season, actually not any season really. I get, I used to get scared even when we were good, like, cause we've, we've blown games when we were good. So it's, I, I can't even tell you where I think we would be without him. And I don't know where he would be. I think I think um, he thought with his, like, heart, like, he loves being – I think he loves living in Cleveland. I think he lo- likes the um, friends that he's made and maybe even, like, he thought, I don't want to start packing everything and moving. Like, you know, there's so many different probably thought processes mm-hmm. he went through before signing that extension. And things were different back in July of 2018. We are completely different now than we were, you know, almost two years ago, which is hard to, hard to believe. It was like a lifetime so, ago. <laughs> I, remember, I remember I was at work when that, you know, the announcement came that he extended and me being the glutton for punishment, I would read the comments, you know, the Twitter replies. And there were some that were like, oh, that's great. And others were just like, you know, I mean, you guys know what it's like. Just straight up nasty. And his his contract looks like pennies compared to a lot of the contracts out there. That's what I think. So. Well, and it's like I would rather have Kevin Love at that money and be what you are now, and maybe he's a bridge player to get you to – because, like, he, he probably is not – there's a chance he's not on the team next time they make the playoffs. Like, that, I think that's a reasonable outcome, which mm-hmm. he would not like. I don't think anyone would like. But I think if – there, I would rather have that than, like – like let's just I'm gonna Evan I'm gonna see this to you but I'm gonna look up some names from last year's free agency class that theoretically we're to spend some money on so it would have been 2019 NBA free agency and I'll pull up some names but I just but can't imagine like any of them because LeBron's not here who cares <laughs> well right and what I'm saying if you're just like okay we're gonna throw one year and like a ton of money at someone just to like fill cap space like Andre um, Drummond baby I mean. Is it like are you gonna throw a bunch of money at like like are you are you trying to be like okay let, we'll just see what Mello can do like are you gonna that like made my like, soul hurt hearing that one <laughs> Mello yeah <laughs> don't get me Mello. started <laughs> yeah yeah uh, if you have Mello instead of Kevin there's just like a whole other stuff you remember you trying... that do you remember that that the people wanted him they wanted Mello yeah. instead of Kevin no. would not have worked out no um. You know, are you throwing, like, a one-year massive deal at, like, I, there's not even, like, any, like, are you spending more money just to have, like, Justin Holiday on your team for a year, or, like, Reggie Bullock, or, like, guys that are good, but, like, or Tyson Chandler, like, if you're throwing just mad money at him for a year for whatever reason, are you, like, throwing, like, a crazy, like, offer sheet at, like, Kelly Oubre, like, Kelly Oubre is, like, the one where it's, like, younger guy that's interesting, is where it gets, like, a little interesting, but it's, like, do you want, um... Do you want Tyus Jones? Like, do you want like to pay George Hill money? Do you want to try to have Marcus Morris? 
like there's no good other options and it's like you know what like if Kevin and if they can go into next year when Kevin is going to and all likely be on the team and get more out of him and him and Colin work better and all that stuff you know what it it is what it is you could have you could have spent your money worse than like selfishly I'm sure I don't know how you guys feel I think it's more fun to like if we can just hang on to 2016 like a little longer with the DNA of that team Mm -hmm. that's fine like there's no harm in it you know it's not a bad option no not at all uh don drapers did say nostalgia is potent so yeah no you can really milk kevin for uh that aspect as well because you have to be frank here um tristan's likely gone this year we don't know what's gonna happen with del vadova whenever free agency does happen he could come back on a cheap deal he could end up being a coach for the Cavs. he could end up being somewhere going somewhere else uh just being like a nice I would bet five dollars if someone gave me odds that Matt Tavoldova is the Cavs coach within ten years. I would bet like ten bucks if you gave me like decent odds. I wouldn't hate, I wouldn't hate that. But like, like anything yeah, is no, possible. Really is. I mean, he was essentially. Yeah, absolutely. Or they're gonna hire Mo Williams now, who now head coach at Alabama State. Just bring him up from Alabama State. I saw that. Yeah. Cat Williams. NBA champion Mo Williams. Cavs. Yeah, another another fun <laughs> yeah, wrinkle. Yeah, something about Cavs point guards and being head yeah. coaches. Um, Mo Williams, Mark Price. Those are the two that came to mind first. Matthew Delavadova can be the third and just make the trifecta. But you know, I'm like going through the free agent list and a lot of the big names. Uh, you know, Kevin Durant's not coming. Um, maybe you can get Vucci Main to sign if you really wanted to. Kawhi Leonard's not coming. Kyrie's definitely not coming um jimmy <laughs> not coming al horford not coming kemba that was a sign and trade which is so still so weird to think about but um and then just around at the top 10 like tobias harris deandre jordan and thaddeus young thaddeus young maybe because he is in a comparable situation in chicago but even then that doesn't make a ton of sense so yeah no i think giving kevin that extension there was reason to be cautiously optimistic about it i think that's where i was at at the time because i'm like listen it makes a lot of sense like if you want to do x y and z and pursue these options that's for sure the thing and i think and we talked about this before we started recording um shout out to friend of the pod and the better of the two hosts of the chase down podcast carter rodriguez for tweeting this out but um (laughs) i think it was was it rj or channing and then they're talking with jr about how that last year in Cleveland, a lot of those veterans were sold the belief that they would be contending for the playoffs. And I still firmly believe, and I've heard this, and I think Chris has heard it too, and I mean, people like to downplay it, but like, I think that's what Kevin was sold on as well, that, listen, LeBron's gone, but if you sign this extension, we're going to do what we can to be a playoff team. And like we kind of touched on, no one saw him having that foot injury happen in the preseason, and he tried to play through it and then eventually shut him down, and then by the time he was ready to return the Cavs were a completely different team and heading in a completely different direction so at the time the extension made sense but the worst possible scenario happened that it just didn't make sense for Kevin to want to be here because this isn't clearly what he signed up for when he signed that extension in the first place at least that's how I feel and and Ty Lue got fired Ty Lue got fired and then that's a I think that was a big like didn't they say like Channing? I think said it like it's a big yeah. kind of smack yep. in the so, face. Yep. Yeah. No, it's just so frustrating overall. I gave Tyloo a lot of crap when he was coach, but I think I'd I mean have he he helped us win a championship. Than, I mean, JB Bickerstaff's a hell of a lot better than John Beeline, but Chris and I, I think are both in agreement that if you want a guy who players respect and can kind of guide a team just to normalcy, should have let Tyloo just finish the job. 
Yeah, and Larry Drew was absolutely done by the end of last season. Larry Drew was like, I don't know if I want to coach anymore. In like, La- yeah, Larry Drew was, was like, like on that yeah. because John Bayline lost his love for basketball coaching this team too. <laughs> Isn't that something? Well, we have you know he. <laughs> There are articles yeah. written, oh, you know. Oh, John. Uh, I was. I, weren't people pretty optimistic about him coming in, I though? Was. I, I, I was drinking the Kool Aid. I was like, you know what? If it if it doesn't work, it's gonna fail in spectacular fashion. But <clears throat> to the chagrin of my editor, did. not Chris. <laughs> um, even though we never announced. By the way, I'm I'm helping Chris edit it. Fear the sword now, folks. But um, that's awesome. Um, Big money moves Big here, moves. folks. Um, much, much Big to my and I wear a lot of rose-colored glasses when it comes to the Cavs, and I think the Bayline hire, I definitely, like, put those on and, like, bolted them to my head because I'm like, it has to work. Like, I need this to work because I don't want the Cavs to be dysfunctional again. And I... Oh, they I, were so dysfunctional. It, so, it happens. Yeah, um... I was sure the offense is going to work, but I mean, them hiring him is another what if, but it's probably JB Bickerstaff for a full year, is what I would guess. Is the He seems like he was the quote unquote runner up of that coaching like search. Ty and so. David before us. Ty and David w- crawled, so John and JB, which I don't even know JB's shirt for. I'm looking forward to like the next combo of that we get. It's going to be Del. No, like, it's James Posey no, 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 as like no, the, assistant the assistant and. Um, and then- yeah, Delhi's Deli. the assistant. Yeah, Delhi's the assistant, and it's or like, like Steve Kerr, who's like completely washed at this point. Or like who, like some, uh, like the coach of another European team. We got to recycle that. Uh, that guy from the Eastern European squad, whose name I could absolutely butcher, but I wrote a story about him, and I had to keep pasting his last name because I couldn't keep spelling it correctly. <laughs> yeah, that's where yeah. I'm at. Yeah, something, something but, bizarre. Like that. Before we go, um, do you think? What I don't know what Kevin could have done differently because to be more appreciated by this fan base because he's really played the company guy every step of the way and like his first like quote unquote blow up moment that was public was this year when he blew up on Kobe Altman and John Bayline and like before this and like Chris kind of touched on from the moment he came to Cleveland fans were ready to trade him and I just I don't know what he could have done differently to make himself more endearing to the fans and maybe maybe not make him the constant target for trade bait. And maybe part of it's because Kyrie's the franchise guy, but that's it. Right. I think that a lot of people, which it makes zero sense, I think a lot of people expected Minnesota Kevin, you know, like averaging 26 and 12. But when you, you know, take a step back and you play with two of the, probably the best players in the NBA who are ball dominant and need the ball at all times, any player at his level in Minnesota would take steps back. You know, I mean, like I think I mentioned in our, you know, our chat that you can bring Anthony Davis to that team and it wouldn't be any different. I personally don't think so. But that just could be, again, my, you know, my Kevin brain. But that's just my uh, my hot take, I guess. No player could do 26 and 12 with Kyrie and LeBron. Especially not Kyrie. Uh, if, if you get Anthony Davis or – Kyrie's the third wheel yeah. in that situation, I think, that because Anthony Davis is. Well, That's and just true. Like the pick and roll stuff, which is probably an underdeveloped part of him and of LeBron and Kevin's mm-hmm. partnership. Mm-hmm. Um, just thinking about it, not checking numbers or watching film. I think Anthony comes in and he is 
if Anthony Davis comes in, he's prop Kyrie is like the number two or number three, and then maybe you have to like we're talking about his fit and his his moodiness and all that stuff. Um, the fit in fit out tweet with oh, Kyrie, Kyrie would could have not just have been handled like, the Kevin Love Chris Bosh treatment at all. <laughs> no. No, and like I mean, no. I mean, Kevin has also kind of alluded to like the fact that it took him time. Like Kevin now versus how we knew him when he came to Cleveland is a completely different yeah. human being. Yeah, yeah. Even in like I'm sure in like a, he, uh, like media and oh, talking. Oh no, the, the media thing is like now after like talking with now, his head down and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. He'll like kind of talk. He'll pull BS to people on the side. Like he at least would be interactive. When he came to Cleveland, he was this was after like Woj like like dropped napalm on napalm on him in a Yahoo column, <laughs> and he like felt burned by it and like didn't really want to like interact with media very much this was that that and that's and just mentally i think health wise he's in a different place too. No, absolutely oh, yeah shout out to kevin for being so uh great and helping out you know hospitals and donating money and food i think that's pretty pretty great and andre drummond i think he did as well and larry yeah. nance I, I just will say comfortably the Cavs would be a worse organization if Kevin's not around. Oh, without a I doubt if you don't have at least that yeah there's just like i think i think they're worse oh, off in a lot of ways and the 34-point first quarter is amazing. Yeah, I was there. I don't know if I mentioned that, No, but I was there. That, that's a good game to be at. I, I would just say, like, when Kevin is gone, I think people should respect him more. That's, and that's I think more, statue, yeah. jersey retirement. Well, jersey retirement, definitely. I think he should have his jersey retired. How many members of the 2016 team are you, are you having their jerseys retired or put in the Cavs ring of honor, whatever thing they have? If you're not actually going to retire their jersey because you don't want to burn like all of them, how many are you? How many do you all actually five want to retire? Colin Sexton has to give up number two immediately. <laughs> yeah, I think no, that's... it's like Jackie Robinson where it's like if you wore 42 before, like had the number before you get to keep like Rivera was wearing number 42 for the Yankees, even though they, and they retired Jackie's number. Yeah. yeah, I definitely think that all the starting five should. Um, definitely, obviously, I mean, like LeBron is LeBron. That's no question. Kevin, for sure. Kyrie, yeah, just because number two now, though, Colin has to give that up. So, um, but Tristan, I think definitely should. And who was the yeah. last one? JR? JR. Yeah. JR might be like, eh. So then give it to like Channing or, or RJ or Delhi. You know, people that like no matter their performances and how they play, they've made such a big influence on the Cavs and the city of Cleveland. I mean, Channing still raves about Cleveland. Absolutely agree. It's a, it's a, it's a, ch- you know, Channing is the best. I'm telling you, I'd be so starstruck. I, I, I want to do that. Like, um, he did that like all in challenge where he's like offering like dinner with him and wine. And I'm like, I wish I could do that. I want to go to dinner with him. Yeah. He'd be fun. And record road tripping. Yeah. yeah, Channing knows the Cleveland food scene. Yeah, it's really good. good. I respect, respect Channing, Channing Fry a lot. Good guy. Yes, ten out of ten guy. That Channing Fry. Oh, yeah, ten out of ten too. guy. Kevin Love. Just love them all. But I think this is a good place for us to stop for now. We're gonna have to have to like def- you, definitely have to have you back on to do more of these what ifs because I think there's a lot for us to talk about and your energy is a lot more refreshing as a good foil to Chris and I just being doldrums. So it's been a lot of fun, but tell the fine <laughs> folks at home where they can find you and where they cannot harass you on Twitter and everything else. So I am at Alona Deb. It's spelled A L O N A D E B. So that's where you can find me and not harass me and not call me a Kevin love burner account, even though that's kind of flattering. That's good. Chris, is there anything yeah. you want to plug? Yeah. Do you, where can people find you? Are you or how you doing, buddy? Um, I'm doing good. You know, 
chugging along. Um, I'm not going to, well, ineligible man NFL newsletter, check that out. Um, but I will just say, Evan, I feel like, uh, I think I'm going to send it to you once I get around to it, but I feel like the, the thing we need to lean into, I, I don't know if you've seen the, uh, if you've gotten the thing in Animal Crossing where it's like, uh, you know, is it whatever? Who, what's the Isab- Isabel? Is that her name? The other lady to Connor? Isabel, yes. Okay. She's like, I, here I go on rattling about my TV habits again. I feel like that's like my personal TV preferences again. And like she's smiling about it. That's us. That's Yeah, that's like pretty. Rattling. I do think. I actually, I just, I do feel, think I just feel like I, I just feel like I want sports back. I want back. sports back too. I want a lot of things back. I, I just, I, but, um, Let's just say I just uh, I hope that the discourse around it, it that the way the baseball is being talked right now is not what I want for for basketball because it's already like players are already being like and government officials are like players should not take money to do this and I'm like whoa whoa yeah. whoa 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 We're yeah not going down that road. do you think basketball is coming back I do too I do. Um, but I don't know how many. Ca- I think we're not getting we'll a, get a handful Cavs of Cavs games, and then that's all she wrote for this season. And Colin and Sexton, you- Colin Sexton will literally protest like in front of like the NBA offices in New York if he doesn't Colin get to play Sexton one is more game be this year. He so did not push up sleds in, in Atlanta back, for no, no one's going to know what hit them when he locks them up on defense the first time. <laughs> Twenty pounds of muscle bigger. Um, it's gonna be like, like half Evan when his parents bumbled him up for the winter and his coat was he had so many layers on his arms just stuck out oh yeah, yeah you look like a scarecrow you're Cosmo. just like, he's so swollen he can't move his arms anymore <laughs> yeah he can't so, put yeah. his hands down by his sides there because he's so jacked <laughs> do you think they're gonna be uh like rusty or do you think they'll be like i'm so excited Andre, they're gonna be they're gonna be everyone except for collins gonna and maybe kpj jetty's too much of a good human being to like show up and be crap but i yeah. think they're gonna be bad i think they're gonna be bad i think like if you're colin and you're a sicko and you just love basketball you're gonna show up and just go all in but if you're like like andre you're probably just like get me to the off season because i'm not playing you're not like you already weren't playing for anything but mm-hmm. now like you have to re-get your body up go through all of that again for like five games he needs to do his instagram live dj sessions andre drummond needs a touch <laughs> of gd basketball. I, I i have not like done the... I heard he hasn't he runs but he'll just do his djing stuff he doesn't have a hoop. He told Michael oh, yeah, Pina he doesn't have a hoop. Writer Michael Pina. He told know, Complex he doesn't have a hoop. Like not, he's told multiple interviews, like I don't have a hoop. No, he also told Chops the, on the on the what I don't remember the podcast name, but he told that to Complex. Like Andre Drummond like hasn't shot a Months. basketball in like probably like a month. Well, Kevin I feel said like, the same thing. Yeah. I think that when he got back into the court that he hadn't. Yeah, he does. I don't think he has a basketball okay, hoop well. either. But like I know, like Bradley Beal made like a was like joking about having one because he was saying like people clown him for getting one and yeah. But it's it's not going to be the Cavs are going to play like five games in one of these random locations in like Disney or Vegas or wherever, and then they're going to go away and then the draft is going to be later and then I think the season probably gets moved back. That's like I don't have that's just a guess, but I think I that's think so too. Heading. So you're going to have like extra long time without real Cavs basketball. And more time to be like the Cavs are how the Cavs are gonna mess up this draft and take James Wiseman mm. at number two or something. I'll be ready on Twitter to see all of our responses. Ha- as we get out of here, do you have a Cavs pick you want? 
You talk, there, yeah, yeah. Is there like a draft pick? Like you're like, if they take this person, even though I have not thought about this at all, that I would just be okay if they took that person. Do you have you attached yourself to a prospect yet? Not the only person that I've attached myself to is is it is that that Denny? Mm-hmm. Is that his name? Yeah, Danny, Danny Avija. Yeah. So uh, a little uh, trivia: my both my parents are from Israel, and oh, okay, cool. Yeah. So my dad, I knew it from my dad. I I was like, oh, I I don't really follow um, college basketball too much or international basketball, but he mentioned him to me. And I was like, I mean, I, he sounds good, but for every player has his pros and cons. So I wouldn't be mad at that. I don't think maybe just yeah. cause the Israel connection, but yeah. Yes. Yeah. I think that's fair. And I think he did get his military service out of the way. Yeah, probably. So, yeah. He's how old is he? 19? 19. Yeah. So yeah. I think he got it out of the way. And if I remember like re- he did it a couple months ago and I was reading something about that because I re- then went back and read about like how Omri Caspi had to like, get exemptions for and stuff it was like a whole thing can i tell you a quick yeah, omri caspi story yeah of course okay so when he was here um there is a middle eastern restaurant it's no longer here but he my dad met him there and he non-stop talked garbage about the uh, Cavs organization <laughs> i shouldn't say yeah. the Cavs organization i should say the Cavs coach i think it was byron uh, scott at the time more. wow and he said, I'm here and, you know, I, I'm talented. Why isn't he playing me and all this stuff? He was just basically pissed that he wasn't getting any playing time. Like, no, And my dad was there for like an hour and he was just nonstop trashing. You're the insider The coaching here. staff, I guess. So there's my Sounds Omri Caspi story. Right. Yep. We're going to have to talk about Omri because... Oh, Omri Caspi. That was... Maybe we need to get together again and just talk about that time of first the first the the first post LeBron era and just how miserable it all was and we can talk about Omri then. But oh, I try not to talk about that one too much. That's a I mean Kyrie I think was the highlight of that, um, and they were pretty bad the year he got here, right? Oh, Weren't they, they like were really really bad? Yes. Didn't they like lose like twenty something in a row? Is you that know, that year same year? That, the year they got the fourth, the, the reward was the fourth pick in the draft. They were traded the first, an unprotected pick from Los Angeles to Clippers to get Kyrie right. to take on Baron mm-hmm. Davis's contract. And Baron Davis is like the highlight of that entire poopy season. So I remember that. I remember that. I'm old, by the way. How old are you guys again? I'm 26. And I'm 31. I just turned 31 well, on happy Saturday. Belated birthday. Happy belated birthday. Thanks. So I'm old. Well, it's, it's not really old, but that's not. Yeah, that's not yeah. <laughs> the thirties. It's you know, no more, no more twenties. Kevin, Kevin's in his thirties. You're in your thirties. It's the best. It's the best. Uh, it's yeah. The best, yeah mm-hmm. It's the best decade. It's the best, I'm in, you know. Yeah, I, I'm in. I'm in like my Andre Drummond releasing double sided rap album face, which is not where I want to be. <laughs> in my Andre Drummond is like 27, isn't he? Yeah, and he literally really he literally released a double sided album that is half him, half him and his friends. It's just like the incredible rich. He reminds me of Iman Shamper. <laughs> well, Shamper at least could rap. Do you know what I'm saying? Um, like he just yeah. likes he loves basketball, but he Shumper loves to rap. Three, then yeah. Andre Drummond shoot a three at this point in my life. <laughs> um, wait, let's can we all give a shout out to Tristan Thompson's first career three? I was at that game. Yeah. Okay. That's that's a yeah, good game to go is. to as well. That's yes, a good, that's a good one. A what if is if if Tristan's hand shooting thing actually it clearly did just took. That's a while. another like one. If his hand, if the whole Lee Jenkins, which I, I will link that story if I can find in the SI vault, which Maven is apparently broken. Um, uh, you that story is like an interesting trip because they made a really big deal about him switching hands, and it didn't obviously matter one bit. His form is oh it's my bad. god, it's bad. <laughs> He's like and he like sticks his butt out when he dribbles. It's just like. <laughs> 
Yeah. Bye. Yeah. Well, stuff. again, Alona. Alona. God. Uh, there's God. a lot of pressure in this. We really appreciate you coming on. And for those of you listening, please give her a follow. Don't be a creep. Don't be a weirdo. Don't just don't be don't be your normal selves. Be respectful. It's 2024. Yeah. It's current year. Folks. Change everything but about yourself. Please. Thank you again for coming on. And thank you to everyone for listening. No and Chris and I will be back soon with book club and many other exciting ventures in this quarantine basketball era. And until next time, go Cavs. Go Cavs. Oh, you're just saying that because I'm here. <laughs> <laughs>